This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. I promise, if you are new to the show, we are not trying to be cruel with that open of nothing <laughs> stops this train, followed by Robert Sala with all gas, no brakes. What a kick in the pants that is to start the show. It is Carlin versus Joe. Chris Carlin, Joe Fortenbaugh, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, Joseph. It is official. Aaron Rodgers has torn his Achilles tendon. He is done for the year after just four plays on the field. Unreal that this can happen to the New York Jets. I have a handful of friends in my life who are long-suffering Jets fans. And I married into Bill's Mafia. We had soccer practice with the kids yesterday. There's a lot going on. This play happens... And my phone just goes nuclear with these Jet fans who, it, it wasn't even, it, it, there wasn't profanity, there wasn't, it was just a simple matter of remembering this is who we are. I felt so bad for them that they were just broken. The season, the hope, the joy, the Greenbergs of the world who have spent all summer fired up about this season to have it snatched away so quickly is just such a cruel twist in the world of sports. It's it's unbelievable that it could continue to happen to this fan base, and we'll hear from Jet fans throughout the course of the day at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. It is Carlin versus Joe. Just get it started. So with that as the news, it is awful news, as we know, but it is time to start looking forward at a Jets team that still has an opportunity, Joe. This defense, we saw it last night. It's outstanding. There's an awful lot to work forward with here. And there's only one answer. And that answer is Zach Wilson at quarterback. And I know what everyone is going to say about this. He threw a god-awful interception last night. But, Joe, when I look around, when I look how much the Jets already have invested at the position, and when I look at what their roster is, yeah, the window's open right now. But it's not open wide enough to go and think that somebody else that you're going to add at the moment is going to be better. You can't add Matthew Stafford without trading and without taking major cap hits and basically admitting the Aaron Rodgers era is over. So all you have to do is give Zach Wilson the football right now and hope that he does not screw it up and work every which way you can to support him as much as possible. Does that plan is that plan rooted in the idea that you can still win the Super Bowl? I don't know. Because that's the first question. The first well, question in the office today is do we still feel that we can win a Super Bowl this season? Now, everybody you ask, even Arizona, will say, Yeah, that's the goal. The goal is to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Arizona. Thank you for yeah, coming out. Sure. Thanks the for the reality is in. you gotta sit down, you gotta have the cold, hard discussion. You don't have to say it publicly. But if the powers that be in New York are getting in a room today and they're asking that question and they present the idea that Zach Wilson will be the guy going forward, do we feel we can win a Super Bowl with Zach Wilson? And the answer is yes. Boom, you're absolutely right. If the answer is no, we have to ask ourselves, are you just fine riding with him and not competing for a Super Bowl reboot for next season? Or can we figure out another option here? Joe, the answer is yes, you can. Because I've seen other bad teams, other bad quarterbacks do it. I've seen Trent Dilford do it because he had a ridiculously dominant defense. Yes, it was an all-time defense. 
and I'm not going to call the Jets that yet, but they're an excellent defense. I've seen Brad Johnson do it. I've seen bad quarterbacks win the Super Bowl, and all I need is for him to be a little bit better. The stat that really lived in Jetland through the offseason was simply this. If they scored the league average in points last year, which was a little bit over 20 points, the Jets would have been 12-5. and five. That's how good that defense was last season. Can the Jets be three to four points better than they were last season with Zach Wilson? Joe, if he does not turn the football over, if he does not make the dumb mistakes, if he plays Daniel Jones football from last season, you absolutely can. I, I'm a little bit shocked that this is how we're starting the show. We are starting yeah, the show by so saying that Zach Wilson is capable. If he can just take a small step forward, he's capable of legitimately competing for the Super Bowl. A Super Bowl. It, 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 it's not about him. It's about him not screwing it up. Yeah, but that's what he does, and he did it last night. He was 14 of 21 for 140 yards. It was captain check down. He had a touchdown. He had an interception. He had two sacks. And last year, when you talk about the record they produced, they were 7-10. and 10. Seven and 10 with five of those wins coming against backup quarterbacks. They were not impressive. The defense is very impressive. The offense was abysmal. So now we wonder, can he take another step forward? What would lead us to believe that? They tried to trade him this offseason. It's not like they think he's, 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 he's going to be the guy that can step in. And I'm going to tell you something else. I like the trip down memory lane regarding Brad Johnson and Trent Dilfer. That was, what, 20-plus years ago? Here's the list of the guys who win Super Bowls working backwards. Patrick Mahomes, Matthew Stafford, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Nick Foles. That might be something to glob on to. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson. The list goes on and on. You got Joe Flacco back there with the Ravens. I'm not going to try and argue that this would be the norm. There's no question this would be an anomaly, but I fully believe it's possible. And I'll tell you what else. There is something that... And I'm reaching here a little bit. I'll admit it. But there is something you, you, you've here. You've been reaching. You've that, been that, reaching. That actually helps, Joe. I, I, they're not a favorite. But this this is not over if this guy can just grow a little bit from being around number eight. And I'm not listen, Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be sitting there in the film room telling him what to do. Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be in that facility for two months. It's not about that. It's about... The fact that they also have offensive line problems at the tackle spots. Last night, they had all kinds of problems pass blocking, obviously. Zach Wilson has some mobility. It, it, at the very least, he can give you a chance like that. They have better weapons. Joe, I'm not trying to talk myself into this. This defense looks generational. It really does. And... I know it's nuts for me to be suggesting this after everything we've said, but what's wrong with do you do you, are you going to get Tom Brady here, Joe? No. Tom Brady is not playing for the New York Jets. Can you honestly tell me that Carson Wentz is a better option for the New York Jets than Zach Wilson is right now? They're not going to go trade for Matthew Stafford. They're buried with their cap. They I can't. would. They've got 10 million in cap space available right now. So there's some flexibility, and they can restructure some contracts to probably open up some space. All right, but remember, Stafford is owed $31 million next year, too. I'm not pitching Stafford. Okay. I'm not pitching Stafford. Why don't you pump the brakes for a second and think outside the box of Zach Wilson and Matthew Stafford? There's two names I'd make a call about, and I'm not saying either one of them would work or either one of them would happen, but I'd make two phone calls today. 
The first reason I'd make these phone calls is because something no one's realizing today because they're not looking for the silver lining in what just happened last night because there is none really. That trade with the Packers had the Jets sending their first round pick next year to Green Bay. Unless Aaron Rodgers was unable to play 65% of the snaps, which he no longer is able to do. That means the Jets keep their first round pick. They send their second round pick to Green Bay. So that pick's there if you need to use it for leverage if you want. Two names I would call of quarterbacks who are on expiring deals that might be worth a conversation. Number one, it's unlikely to happen. Minnesota's not going anywhere. Kirk Cousins. Number two, Ryan Tannehill with the Tennessee Titans. Tannehill's not going to get anybody excited, but there's two guys playing behind him right now that are earmarked to compete for the future job in Malik Willis, and they just drafted Will Levis out of the University of Kentucky. Tannehill's in the last year of his deal. He's done after this. The cap number, if I have it in front of me right now, is in the neighborhood of $36 million, which is quite a bit. I don't know if you'd be able to structure that to make it work. But I think Tennessee would probably be interested in taking your call. Maybe you can have a conversation. In terms of Cousins, I'm sure Minnesota is delusional, operating under the assumption that they were a true 13-win team last season, and they're going to go out there and compete again this year. They're not. Week one showed you flat out that they are not going to compete for anything meaningful. They got beat at home by Tampa, and they're going to lose to Philly on Thursday night and go into an 0-2 hole, and Cousins is gone after the year anyway. So you can try to figure something out. I'd be picking up the phone right now if I was the New York Jets. I'd call those two teams and just start the preliminary talks because you ain't going anywhere with Zach Wilson. Look, is the season over right now if they're playing Zach Wilson? Are they going to the playoffs with Zach Wilson? They might, they, they'll compete for a wild card spot. Look, they might win one playoff game if they get a good draw against a team like Jacksonville that maybe just pukes all over itself like the Chargers did against the Jaguars last year. The Jets, as currently constructed with a bad quarterback and a bad offensive line, are not going to get into the postseason and then win multiple games. It's not I got, happening. I got news this for you. was the one Jets... of the healthiest defenses in the NFL last year. They are not going to be healthy this season. Chuck Clark is already done for the year. Look, if Kirk, if Kirk Cousins would have been an option or would be an option, it's hard for me to argue with that, but I also know what he does in prime time when it counts the most. He does nothing. He's awful. You'd rather Ryan have Wilson? Tannehill threw three picks the other You'd day. You'd rather have Wilson? I'm not saying I'd rather have Wilson. Here's what I'm saying. The window for the Jets is going to be open for a couple of years because they do have a very young defense, and they just paid Quinn and Williams. The Jets can afford to try this with Wilson as opposed to giving away assets to go get other guys who are going to be coming in, trying to learn it on the fly and trying to make it happen. Just go out there, get as much support for him as you can run the football. <laughs> Do, I mean, it all comes down Jets, to running the, the ball. Jets not all that long ago, Joe went to two AFC championships yeah. with Mark Sanchez because they had a great defense and because they could run the ball. Do the same thing. This at least gives you an opportunity to find out for certain that it's not the guy. But I don't think playing him right now definitively ends your year. I, I don't see it. I they're, they're too good. And, and the rest of the division, what I saw from the Bills last night, and we will get Whoa. to that. We'll take, all right. We'll There's a lot, lot going on here. Nothing. <laughs> That would scare me about the Bills. The Patriots don't have a playmaker on their offense. They've got a great defense, and the Dolphins are a problem. But I don't sit here and tell you 
that the Jets are now definitively the worst team in that division. No. I, I still might put them second. No, you go you go through the odds right now. Miami's now your favorite. They're plus one forty five. Buffalo's second at plus one fifty. The Jets are third at plus four forty, and then it's the Patriots plus nine fifty. Let's look at it like this. Here's what Vegas told you. Before that game last night, the Jets were plus two seventy five to win the division. That's a twenty six point six percent chance of winning the division. That has moved to 18.5% based on the Vegas odds. So what happened last night dropped the Jets from 26% in terms of their chances of winning the AFC East to 18%. Probably not as big of a dip as many people think, but still significant nonetheless. I I heard all along, Joe, that they just need, they didn't need Rodgers. Every time I brought this up about how he's older, he's not about injury, but about how he's older and about how we can't expect him to pl- continue to play at an Aaron Rodgers level. The the constant fight back on it was we just need him to be a little bit better than what we had. Okay. I, I, the, it, I'm not saying you, you obviously needed him to be better than Zach Wilson, but this is what you got right now, and I don't think there's a better answer. I don't think there's a better answer. I think that last night's win was a punt return, and yeah. a Jets team that figured out how to win despite Zach Wilson. Zach and, Wilson and the Bills team do, that handed it to them. And the Bills were god-awful, and we will get to that later, but last night's win was more about everything Zach Wilson didn't do than what he did do. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. You could tell this is going to be a strange one, but it's going to be a fun one. It's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. And on the ESPN app, Jets head coach Robert Sala is going to speak to the media later at 3 p.m. You will hear that live on ESPN Radio, uh, 3 p.m. Eastern, I should say. It's Carlin versus Joe, presented by Progressive Insurance. The odds, I'm not going to sit here and try and tell you they're not. The odds are stacked against Zach Wilson right now. Coming up, I will tell you why they can defy those odds. Next, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Carlin 
Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. If you're the Jets organization, you need to pay whatever it costs to hose down that entire building. Witch doctors, voodoo specialists, priests, rabbis, shaman, bring them all in yep. and get that stadium's mojo the hell out the door because what the Giants just left you with is some of the worst karma one person could give to another. That Ugh, MetLife is just toxic right now. Spot on. (laughs) Holy crap, it comes right out of the gate last night. I mean, Joe, yesterday in the afternoon, I don't know if you saw it, but at MetLife Stadium, it was a deluge. It was absolutely pouring for at least a half hour, 45 minutes, thunderstorms, all of that, and and it didn't wipe off whatever that horrible juju was i mean you think about that stadium and the players that have been injured there it's it's horrible i mean the nick bosa tore his acl there i don't know if it's the turf i don't know what it is but that bad juju from the night before it stuck around that was <laughs> I, I can't get over the fact that that happened when it happened you, you you if you wrote that script you'd get laughed off even though it was the jets and And this is coming mere moments, mere moments after Rodgers comes running out of the tunnel with the American flag and everyone standing and and, and honoring 9-11 and everything that has happened since then with the city. And it was just this, it was this galvanizing moment, right? Like for that moment, you weren't thinking Jets versus Bills. You were just thinking about the bigger picture. And how this was an incredible tribute, an incredible introduction, a manner in which we were just really getting excited for everything we had in front of us there. And then for the mojo to swing the way it swung just a few moments later, I'm still at a loss for words. Because if you're a Jets fan today, when was the last time we've seen a gut punch like this to a franchise? Any franchise in sports to have so much excitement taken away from you so fast, Carlin. I mean... And it actually stayed that way, and you actually had to not see any kind of a reward from it. Oh, I mean, we've seen gut punches, yeah, but we've seen teams bounce back from it. You know, you're talking about Carson Wentz and Nick Foles. Uh, you know, I, I'm paying attention to what's going on in Philly. I'm working in Philly uh, up until about halfway through that season. Wentz was the MVP of the league. Everybody thought the season was over at that point. Never thought that Nick Foles was going to do that, and. Look, it remains to be seen what happens here. But those kind of gut punches, most people, most teams don't get up from. I, I fully believe because of the personalities they have, but specifically the dominant unit that they have, that they can actually get back up from this. And let's talk about why. Because, Joe... If week one is any indication about the AFC, is there a reason really to be scared? You and I were sitting here yesterday as we're getting ready to do our promo for today's show. And we're talking about in that promo that never aired, by the way, because of what happened with the news. (laughs) But in that promo. It was a great promo, by the way. For everyone out there listening, all the people who hand out awards, it could have been the greatest promo of all time. We are still submitting it for sure. (laughs) But to that point, Joe, we are talking about why the winner of last night's game was basically in pole position in the AFC. And now we don't, I can't sit here and tell you that holds up after last night, but I I looked around the AFC and I think we're going to have a lot of teams that are beating up on one another for a bit here. 
And the Jets' schedule is not kind to them early in the year, but I'm kind of taking a little bit of solace if I'm them and looking around and saying, all right, it's great, but these guys are going to beat up on one another. Maybe we're not dead in the water. It feels like it's going to be a war of attrition. I think we had an an initial viewpoint that the AFC was a loaded quarterback conference, lots of high-flying offenses, a complete shootout to see who was going to get the 14 wins to grab the number one seed. And now it's going to be about survival. Survival. Kansas City's already 0-1. The Chris Jones contract appears done. Travis Kelsey's still banged up. Buffalo, they're sitting there at plus 525. They've got the second best odds to win the conference. But ultimately, how confident are you in them after what you saw last night? Cincinnati 7-1. to Joe Burrow and the Bengals looked awful in week one. It's just week one. But ugh. the Jets have moved to 18-1. to That's because they lost Aaron Rodgers. Baltimore 9-1, to but they're already suffering the injury bug yet again. Chargers are there at 12-1, to but you know what they say. The Chargers are going to charge her. Miami's 8-1. to That's intriguing. Two has got to stay healthy. Pittsburgh, Denver, the Raiders. And then there's this team, the Browns. Do you remember what their odds were to win the AFC yesterday? Were they 12? They're now 10. They're now 10. Very quietly, as all these dominoes fall and all these different instances and occurrences take place with different franchises, the Cleveland Browns have just been slowly trickling their way up the odds board. 10 to 1 right now. This show is probably the only show in the world that's been touting them for the last two weeks, but yet here we are. So to your point originally... There is opportunity for the Jets. If you are going to have an elite defensive unit and you can eliminate turnovers, not all the way, but avoid these three and four turnover games, you're going to have an opportunity. The question is how far can you take it once you start getting into the matchups against the elite competition? I mean, you got Dallas this week. Thank God you pulled out the game last night because you're staring 0-2 in the face with the way the Cowboys looked in that first game. Yeah, and that's what we're talking about with the schedule not being particularly good. I ju- in, in their favor, at least. I, I look at the fact that this has happened too many times before. And it, it's not every year. It's not every two or three years. It's every five, six years where somebody who you don't necessarily expect to be able to get the job done gets it done. We've seen it. And, and listen, more of them happened a long time ago than recently, but it's not dead in the water. I mean, Jeff, for Pete's sake, Jeff Hostetler took over for Phil Sims. Giants had a dominant defense. Same thing. And granted, that's 30 years ago. But there are other examples of this. Do you believe the Jet defense is a dominant group? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I Right now, very casually, you can put them in the top five. You're going to start really nailing things down. They're probably in the top three. And then you have the conversation about whether or not they're number one. But that doesn't matter. If you're in the top three, you're there. You can contend. Can they score... With Zach Wilson, if he does not, if he cuts down on the turnovers, okay? I'm not going to sit there and say he's going to throw five picks all year. I'm not that naive. But if he can cut down on the turnovers, can the Jets score three more points a game than they did last year? It sounds like it's not a big ask, but I think that's a relatively big ask. 
especially when you consider the idea that you're playing behind a bad offensive line. It's one thing if you're, if you're a shaky quarterback playing behind a good offensive line that's going to put you in a position where you have the time to make the necessary plays. But if you're caught scrambling and consistently needing to improv on the fly, that's what leads to the turnovers. That's what leads to the yep. uncomfortable situations that force you into making a bad decision that ultimately can swing the game. Well, so, it, no, I am not confident that Wilson can, can do what needs to be done to get the offense to a point where it can win more games this year. Well, part of why they liked him when they were going and drafting him was his ability to extend play. So now is where that growth has to be. Because to your point, the Jets in week one in pass blocking, 30th in the league out of 32. Whew. 30th in the league. 3-0. That's two from the worst. So... Those tackles, I'm not expecting him to get better overnight. Mackay Becton, I mean, geez, come on. How many times do we have to pat you on the back? You know, go out there and actually block somebody. You know, but if I look at that, I mean, Rodgers was even a little bit bothered by it because he was supposed to get rid of the ball sooner than he actually did on both of those two plays early. Joe, for me, I need to be able to take advantage of his ability to move around but, dude, throw the ball away. Live Essentially, for day. The, the question you want to ask is this. Can number two be number 262? Meaning Zach Wilson's second overall pick, can he be Brock Purdy, the 262nd overall pick? Purdy stepped in and gave you the blueprint last year. A yeah. guy can do it if he's surrounded by enough talent. Can Zach Wilson do what Brock Purdy did? Shouldn't be a big ask for know. the number two overall pick, but it feels <laughs> like it is. It shouldn't be. I, I... I don't know. I put it this way. I'd feel a whole lot better about saying the Jets could still go to the Super Bowl if Brock Purdy was here. I really would. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, the very latest on Aaron Rodgers and what's next, including why another future Hall of Fame quarterback is not walking through that door. One of our insiders joins us in moments on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Aaron Rodgers is sitting down in the field. He's hurt. Also, Malone, we talked about the left tackles, the both tackles. We talked about the offensive line of the Jets and, and how much of it would be an issue. I think it sort of skipped uh, over panic into just morbid depression uh, and a feeling of why can't we have anything. Concerned with his Achilles. Uh, MRI is probably going to confirm what we think is already going to happen. So prayers tonight, but it's not good.
Those two words, all too familiar with the New York Jets in so many different ways, metaphorical and literal. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Series 6M, Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's get the very latest. ESPN NFL insider Dan Graziano joins us right now. Danny, let's get right to it. What are you hearing as far as the mood right now out of the Jets building now that it's official that Aaron Rodgers is done for the year? Well, I think they were they were coming to grips with that last night, uh, Chris. And I think, um, you know, obviously this confirms what they feared. And, you know, they already sort of started the process as of last night and this morning of moving forward. Sounds like the plan is to coach up Zach Wilson. They think he'll get better as the weeks go along. And, um, and their hope is that, you know, he can be better than he was last year, ideally in kind of a do-no-harm role. You see how good the defense is. You see how good Garrett Wilson is. You see how good Brees Hall is, even though he's not all the way back yet in terms of, you know, full strength post-injury. So there's a lot there to like. The the problem the Jets had last year was the quarterback play they had was actively harmful to their chances of winning. And if they just get it to to neutral, right, like if if you just get Zach Wilson to play well enough, uh, then I think they feel like they they can hang in there with him as the starter. If not, we could be sitting here a few weeks from now talking about, you know, are they looking to making a big move? So let's go down that that rabbit hole for a little bit here. Options that oh, are on yeah. the That's table the that they one. could <laughs> that they could realistically pursue. Uh, what 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 are you hearing? What are you thinking? So I know they reached out to the Rams early in the offseason about Matthew Stafford. That you know before they knew they could get Rodgers, that didn't go anywhere. Whether it was because Stafford didn't want to leave or because. Uh, the Rams didn't want to move. And then I was at Rams camp, and I kind of brought this up to some people, and it didn't sound to me like they were eager to move Stafford. Plus, they just won their opener against the Seahawks, and it may be a while before they're ready to kind of white flag their season if that ever does, in fact, happen. And finally, Stafford has $31 million in guaranteed money coming next year. So if you bring him in, you're basically saying goodbye to Rodgers, and I don't know if they're ready to do that. We don't know what Rodgers' plans are. Um Veteran-wise, more uh, easily acquirable guys in terms of the impact it would have on the roster and the cap. Ryan Tannehill, you know, the, the, the Titans drafted Malik Willis in the third round last year and Will Levis in the second round this year. So if they fall out of it, they may feel like they're ready to maybe see what the kids have uh, and maybe they get something for Tannehill as opposed to losing him in free agency at the end of the year. And, you know, the other name that keeps coming up is Jacoby Brissett in Washington. Obviously, they like him in Washington. He's a valuable backup, but... If they're really all in on Sam Howell and Brissett wants to go somewhere and have a, sh- a shot to start, you know, that could make some sense too. And I'm sure there's, you know, six or eight guys that we're just not even mentioning here um, that could come up in terms of uh, possibilities. But right now, like I said, it sounds like, you know, they want to give Zach Wilson the first shot. Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL insider, joining Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. On a scale of zero to none, how legit is Tom Brady as an option for the Jets? <laughs> I think it's pretty unrealistic. I, I think, you know, if, honestly. We like, just have to ask the question. <laughs> well, I think that may be how the Jets feel, right? Like, like if, I think if you're the Jets, you place that call and find out. Because, like, that's the one guy out there, right, that you feel like, you know, that, that would replicate what you wanted Aaron Rodgers to be for you, which is add veteran quarterback, become Super Bowl contender. So I think you probably have to at least ask, but there's nothing to indicate that, that, that Brady's interested in coming out of retirement at all. And, and frankly, even if he was, I don't know, Brady on the Jets, it just feels like there's a lot of emotional hurdles to clear on both sides of that if they had to make something like that happen. 
All right, Dan, two other names I want to throw at you. One currently on a team, one currently available. Carson Wentz, who's a free agent. And I know it sounds crazy because they probably think they can contend, but Kirk Cousins in Minnesota is in the final year of his deal as well. Yep. Well, Minnesota, yeah, defending division champion that, that would like to contend. Uh, and look, if they fall out of it, right? If the team starts 0-8, right? <laughs> all of a sudden at the trade deadline, yeah, maybe – Maybe you decide to make a move like that. Wentz, I mean, look, I I don't know. I mean, like, he, he was supposed to be good in, in Indianapolis with Frank Reich. It was a flop. He was supposed to help Washington. He didn't even make it through the year as their starter there. Like, he lost the job to Taylor Heineke. I, I don't know. I mean, you could take a shot on trying to, you know, a reclamation project like that. Blake Bortles played for Hackett and Jacksonville once upon a time. Like, I mean, there, there are guys out there, but, you know, they're out there for a reason. Yeah, they're not good. That's why they're out there. Right. They may yeah, not be better. Are, it's not like the, it's not like teams are like five deep at quarterback. We're like, oh, this guy could help us, but we just don't have any room for him. Like, you know, if, if these guys were were guys that could help a team, they'd be on teams. If you had to handicap it right now, Dan, it's Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL Insider. What are the chances that Aaron Rodgers ever plays again? Well, that I mean, that to me is is unknowable because like that's up to him, right? Yeah. Like he's going to turn forty here in a couple of months, and you know, does he want to go through the rehab that's going to be required to come back from this and play at a high level? I could see the answer being no, because you know what else does he have to accomplish? I could see the answer being yes, because you know a lot of times these guys like I'm not going to let it end like that. I decide when this ends, not some fluke injury. So, you know, we'll have to wait and see. I don't know when he's supposed to be uh, on McAfee next. I'm sure that's how we'll find out, you know, his plans for the future. But, um, yeah, I think, look, he's, he's – I'm sure he's in shock. I'm sure he's processing a million different things. He probably has to have surgery this week to repair his, his Achilles tendon. So, you know, I think it'll be a while before he even sort of confronts that and, and makes those decisions. So, Handicapping it, I think, is a futile exercise. Sorry to duck out of the question, but I, I just don't. I don't think that. Anyway. <laughs> no, it's completely well fair. Com- completely fair to duck out on that one, Danny. We appreciate the insight. Everything else was great. Yeah, we expected that one. <laughs> <laughs> My pleasure. Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL Insider. It is Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. History is repeating itself for the Jets. We tried to warn you. Today on Carlin versus Joe, Darren Waller and the Giants ran into a bus all Sunday night against the Cowboys. His reaction, plus what needs to improve versus the Cardinals this Sunday. Giants tight end Darren Waller. Today at 2 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. confirmation has come already Aaron Rodgers torn Achilles done for the year Carlin versus Joe ESPN radio are the Jets done unfortunately this is a little too familiar and a little eerie in fact because it was 24 years ago today the Jets coming off an AFC championship game appearance Joe Fortenbaugh where the hopes were as high as they have ever been with this franchise And Vinny Testaverde comes out in week one and tears his Achilles. And it was absolutely crushing 
Here is our old friend Keyshawn Johnson after that game. I mean, there's nothing you can do. You can't do anything. There's nothing. We can't do We couldn't throw. We throw in interceptions. It's just, man, it's... And he walked out. Is that Keyshawn or is that an editing guy? Because yeah. that was a lot of editing. <laughs> there was a lot of editing. Yep. The Jets, I, I, a lot of people say this, and I, I get it. They can't have nice, thing, uh, nice things. The number of texts I have gotten from Jet fans in the last 18 hours is staggering. And I, I feel for all of them, and now I kind of want to rally the troops. I kind of want to pick them up. I was so happy for them to win that game last night. Frankly, uh, just because it showed a lot of guts and grit, even though it was given to them by the Buffalo Bills. We'll get to that in just moments. But first, let's give you an opportunity at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776 on Rogers, And if the Jets season is done, Terrell is up first on ESPN Radio. Terrell, what's up, buddy? I do think the Jets season is done. Uh, it's really nobody that you can get that's even comparable to Aaron Rodgers at this point. So I don't even honestly know where you go from here. But I, I honestly want to talk about something that you brought up earlier and it being why aren't more people talking about the fact that it's Aaron Rodgers' fault that he got hurt. On the play, to my knowledge, when the offensive line does a cut block, they're yeah. expecting the ball to come out fast. Yeah. That's on the fair, play that because he got I, hurt, I honestly he was think... supposed to get rid of the ball. But I honestly even, on the part of it, even on the play before that, the same thing happened. Yeah, the, the, the I get that, but it's awfully hard goes, to pin that on somebody, okay? Uh, are we going to sit there? I know people would probably be pointing at Dwayne Brown and saying, well, he's the reason that Rodgers got hurt. No, that's – listen, it just happened. It was Rodgers' fault for not getting rid of the ball twice, but I'm not going to sit here and say blame him for tearing his own Achilles. Like, that's, that's kicking a man while he's down. It's a physical game. So at yeah. some point, you're going to get hit. some point, you're going to go down in some capacity. Peyton Manning was on the show with us yesterday, and we were asking him about, you know, Rodgers is set to make his debut with the new franchise after only ever knowing one franchise. You went through that. You played for the Colts. You missed the season due to injury. And then you debuted with Denver. What was that like? And he talked about how, you know, to paraphrase, don't be surprised if he airmails a pass here or there. He's going to be real jacked up. There's going to be a lot of nerves. You know, you're debuting for a new team, new stadium. There's a lot on the line there. You are a human being after all. You're not a robot. Well, what look, I mean, this was, this was Peyton So to on come the show. out and make some mistakes, it was four snaps. Yeah. It was four snaps last night. So the idea that maybe it didn't look great, he played four snaps with his new team. Yeah, and, and I'm not going to try to pin that on the fact that he didn't have faith in, faith in his offensive line right away because that actually doesn't make any sense. Here is Peyton yesterday on the show talking about that. I think Aaron will feel some of those emotions early in the game. I know he played in the preseason. I got to play in the preseason. Uh, and, look, there, there's a difference between the preseason and, and the regular season. So I think he'll feel that. And uh, I see Aaron playing well tonight. But if he overthrows a pass early, I think, you know, it's fair to say you can say that's because – of the emotions. I mean, I think just getting used to being in a different color jersey and uh, playing in a different stadium, you know, uh, uh, the whole pregame routine of, uh, you know, a home game. By the way, I, I don't know how, how after all of that you couldn't be extra jacked up with what we saw pregame of him carrying the flag out and it's right. 9-11 and getting caught up in all of it. All of it. Absolutely all of it. If you can't process 
if you can't process what that could possibly be like, you're doing it wrong. You got to do something in your life to get the juices flowing a little bit to understand what it's like to be out there like that. So, no, I don't. There's nowhere to post blame here. The offensive line, Rodgers should get the ball out early. I know there's a way to dissect that and to spin it into, well, see, this was the problem. We all said it was going to be the offensive line. It was four snaps. It was four snaps. If you want blame, blame the turf, blame MetLife. Blame yeah. every facility in the NFL that continues to go with anything other than natural grass. The players continue to speak out on this. The players continue to tell you, A, how bad turf is in general, B, how bad the turf at MetLife is specifically, and C, going to grass would be better for the players. If we don't want to see these injuries to this extent, if we want to try to limit that, which, by the way, we do with everything else, kickoffs, extra points, don't hit the quarterback, we want to make the game safer. Here's a way to do it. Here's a way to do it. But here's the problem. It costs more money. Yep. It costs more money to go with natural grass and to tend to it than it does to go with an artificial surface. And as a result, the owners and the league do not want to make the push to make the game truly safer, which is all we've been hearing about for the last 15 years. Steven is up next in Virginia on ESPN Radio. Steven, what do you got, buddy? Uh, thank you. So I'm, I'm going to try to be short and sweet. First of all, I'm a native New Yorker. I'm a Cowboys fan. So obviously I hate the Giants, um, but I try to root for the Jets. But, I, I mean, they still have to trot out Joe Namath. So, but let's get to the Jets. And the Jets. I don't know what had, all of that was. Let's please get to the Jets. <laughs> okay, so the Jets had uh, Super Bowl hopes. So the smart thing to do right now that will um, either you'll see what you have in Zach Wilson and the Cardinals don't want Kyler Murray, right? No. So go after him. That will, that should either, because he'll be playing for his um, football career at this Uh, point. Stephen, there are two problems here. Number one, we don't know when Kyler Murray's playing, first of all. That, that's issue one. And number two, do you want to be on the hook for all the Kyler Murray money if you're the Jets and, and he's not the guy? Do you want to be on the hook and take a risk on somebody that you couldn't even get to study? Yeah, see, that's the thing. you're missing, And you're missing number three, which is what leads into it. You're talking about the money and the health. you got to talk about the fact that is he actually going to make you any better? I mean, he can play a little bit, yeah. It's, he can it's, run no around. And, and, and I think he can throw, too, but, like, that's, gonna not, that's a risk-reward thing, and that reward ain't worth the risk. I'd rather be pursuing Kirk Cousins. I would rather pursue Kirk Cousins than Kyler Murray because at least Cousins' contract expires at the end of the year, and if it doesn't work out, you can move on. But when it comes to Wilson, you know what you had in him last year. It's why you went after Rodgers, and you can't lay out the argument, well, now that we have Rodgers, we're a Super Bowl contender, lose Rodgers, and then go back to an argument of, well, we can still win the Super Bowl. You wouldn't have gotten Rodgers to begin with if that was the case. Of course, of course. And I don't blame them for, for taking the opportunity and taking the chance they did. Not in the least. You know, I, I saw some of that today. Like, really, that's where we're going to take this? Yes, they may have been better off with Derek Carr. I, I don't know that for sure. This was just something that they did to try to go win a Super Bowl, and I can never blame anybody for that. It's just bad luck. And they seem to get more than their share of it. Why that is, I can't even give you an answer. But they're in this position just because the gods worked against them. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.